one? Yep, I got one. Oh, whoa, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good fish. You're listening to the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast. Podcast. Man, you gotta love. You gotta, gotta, gotta love the sound of a reel screaming. I love that intro. It's the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast, brought to you by Strictly Sail. And we're here with our new 2022 new co-host, Greg Schutman. How's it going, Greg? It's good, Billy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I cannot tell you how excited I am. You know, we've done some previews we've done some we did some things at the fishing expo we've had some podcasts throughout the winter but i kind of feel like this is the first podcast where we're really kicking off the season we're gonna it's spring it's springtime like 70 degrees today no snow finally that's right so i'm kind of excited about 2022 we're going to talk about that a little bit introduce you a little bit let everyone get to know you and then talk about the multi-species Yak Ohio because time's running out. We need people to go sign up. It's only $20. Have people go sign up for that. And then you and I are going to talk about some cool things. I have a cool thing. I went to Florida with Raccoon Creek. Let me stop this music. I went to Florida. You went to tour the Z-Man facility. I don't know how, how you pulled that off. I want to hear more about that. And then, like I said, we'll talk more about uh, Yak Ohio. But first, let's get to know you a little bit, Greg. Like, tell me about you. Well, I was pretty much born with a rod and reel in my hand. I started bass fishing really young. Um, I actually was exposed to tournaments when I was really little. Um, my, My dad and my grandpa fished a lot of team events and things like that. So I was always the co angler. Uh, did that for, for quite a while. Um, just got into kayak fishing not too many years ago um and i just fell in love with it you know and it went from from trying to be really super competitive to actually reintroducing a love of the sport and nothing against the guys in the big boat community but they don't hold a candle to the guys in the kayak community um it's just it's about the fellowship of it and i mean i'm a family man i've got my kids are fishing my daughter makes her own baits um, my wife and they all travel with me. So it's just, uh, it's really a family affair for us. And it kind of keeps us really close. It's all year long. Heck yeah, man. What you have like, um, seven kids. Right? No, no, we have uh, five. Oh, five. Well, I have four kids. So I just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to exaggerate it. <laughs> We've got a baseball team, bud. Yeah, you do. Combined you and me. Yeah. We them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I, I kind of like that you said you, you grew up uh, with a co-angler. Um, have you ever had anyone ask you if you, and maybe you did this, did you name your kayak? Oh, yeah. What's Lots your ca- different things. Oh, the current one, though, does it have a name? Um, nope, because I haven't really had to, had to brand it yet. Most of the time, the name would change depending on how I was fishing. If I was having a good year, it was a nice name. If it was a, a bad year, it was probably a bad name. This one doesn't have a name yet. It's got to come to me because I got this one last fall 
and uh, it's a bona fide. It's an RS-117, and I haven't, I haven't really had a name for it yet, but I'm really excited to, uh, to get it out and see what it can do. Yeah, well, um, you know that, you know, I'm a Hobie guy. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that, too. I have the PA-14-360. I recently bought a Compass, but I went, when I went down to Florida, those guys, man, you, you, you put, a, uh, put a motor guide on a, on a bona fide or a new canoe, and those guys are just zipping all around the lake. So yeah, I think, I think that's going to probably be, uh, my next one. Cause I'm, I'm kind of a purist. I love to paddle, you know, and I, I use a push pole. I mean, all that kind of stuff. The next, the next upgrade is going to probably be that, you know, that X 13 that everybody's asked me if I have every single person I thought had a bona fide said, Oh, you got the X 13 yet. So I guess it's kind of what all the cool kids are doing. So probably yeah. not too far behind. Heck yeah. They've got, um, what was fun was, uh, you know, I'm in my Hobie and I'm watching all the guys um, like calibrate their GPS. And by the, it wasn't even the end of the trip. I would say like two days in or three days in, I was like yelling out instructions to people. I was like, <laughs> hold, hold, uh, enter for three seconds and then hit one, 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 or I don't know what it is now. I forgot, but, um, they have to calibrate it and then they go in a circle. And I yeah. thought, <laughs> I thought the GPS was like broken and that they were going in circles <laughs> But apparently that's how you calibrate. They were purposely going in a circle to, to calibrate, to like let the GPS do its thing. But, so it was kind of funny. But I kind of want to go back to what I was saying about you being a co-angler because um, and with like naming the kayaks, I think a really cool name for my kayak, because I'm always self-deprecating, um, I think a good name for my kayak would be co-angler. I could just put that right on the side because people would be like, how'd you do? I'm like, I did okay, but I'm the co-angler. So there you go. It's funny in my head anyway. I love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Well, uh, so you're fishing out of the bona fide. Did you grow up? Um, did you fish from the bank at all? Or were you like always in a boat? So I actually, I did both. Um, the bank thing was big for me though. Um, you know, I grew up kind of Champaign County. So ponds and smaller lakes and stuff like that um even now though if i i've been out a few times this year and i still do the bank thing because it limits myself to the amount of water i can cover and forces me to fish it better so i kind of like i i am not a high speed run all over the place guy I like to slow down kind of methodical so yeah i definitely have had my share of bank days yeah and then we've talked about it a little bit but when you say slow it down, first thing that pops in my head is like throwing a jig. You like to throw a jig? That's it. That's number one for me. <laughs> I love it. So it's, you, uh, yeah, feast or famine, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You probably catch a lot of a lot of big fish. We have we have a few anglers with BKFT that like to throw the jig and slow it down. Um, and you know, we've even had some tournaments where they'll come in you know, second place or third place with four fish. And if they had caught one more, they would have just destroyed the field. Yeah. And that the jig is kind of one of those things too. I don't mind getting five bites in a day. The only problem with that is when, if you make a mistake one time, you're kind of up against it. And it, it comes a time during the day. If say I have flipped all day and there's a, we get to the point where I'm like, well, if I catch an eight inch fish, I win. Then common sense has to come into play there. 
you know, maybe we pick up the Ned rig, but <laughs> it's just so hard to put down when you know what, what it catches. It really is. And it's, it's stuck me many times. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's funny you bring up the Ned rig. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about there, but <laughs> I, I do like to throw the Ned rig. I like the Ned rig. Um, it's just so slow. It is slow. Well, I don't, I don't always throw the Ned rig. Sometimes I'll throw, um, like a wacky rig. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still slow. The Nico. Yes. Like that. I do like the Nico too. That's good. I killed him one year. We were out at, um, uh, East Harbor. And there was some grass out there and the Nico, 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 depends which video and who you're talking to. I was killing it. And I guess it's, you know, a lot about the way that it falls. The problem I had was I was throwing the weight off a lot and then later found out just like put a little bit of glue in there and there's some tricks here and there. But um, yeah, that's set up. I probably caught, I don't even know, 15, 20 fish that weekend, like decent fish, scoreable, scoreable fish. So yeah, it was kind of juice. Um, I mean, just grass. <laughs> yeah, that was it. it. Was slow, but it was you know tournaments can be long. So, yeah, there's a little. That's kind of one of my alternate punching baits. Actually, I'm gonna give away a little bit of juice here. So if you're when I'm in a situation where I have to flip heavy stuff and it just starts to get really tough because pressure, I'll take something that, instead of Nico and it, I'll Texas rig it, put a nail weight, and I punch with that. So it's I'm punching something that's really light through really small holes and it. Sometimes it gets that one or two extra bites you need in a day. I mean, works for me. There you go. You guys heard it here first. And what 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 bait do you like to Texas rig with the Nico? Any any type of uh, stick worm, really. Um, anything from like a four four inch cinco up to a if you're feeling brave, you know, a six inch cinco with a big hook in it and a and a nail weight, just to make it. It's almost, it, it has like a pencil effect to it to where it just goes straight up and straight down. It's a very vertical presentation and it's, it's almost like you're dipping a, a jig, you know, through, uh, through brush piles. But I've caught a lot of fish doing that behind guys who were punching after I failed at punching that day. All right, man. Well, I don't want you to give up all the juice, but I do want to <laughs> switch gears a little bit and... That sound effect means that we're going to switch gears a little bit. Tell me about this Z-Man tour. So you, uh, you were, was it like, was it vacation? Were you visiting family? How'd you end up in Michigan to begin with? Well, so actually, so Michigan was, it was my daughter, Breslin. She has her own bait company. She pours her own soft plastics and she sells them all over the country. Um, and she had just been getting started and we were at, the ex uh the expos and she had met you know brian latimer and she had met some some other folks and michigan is a company called case plastics and fishing complete well she she met brian latimer and they got to talking and she showed him some of her stuff some of her best stuff that i really want to keep under wraps because it's it's pretty awesome and uh she's just beyond her years with her professionalism and stuff and so we got the invite to go kind of go down and tour Z-Man for her because she's really into manufacturing her own stuff. So, I mean, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so we took full advantage of it and my wife loves the beach and I love the beach. So we made a vacation out of it. 
Oh man, that's awesome. So th- what that all happened at the at the Columbus Expo? Yeah. Yeah, that all happened that that Expo weekend. Um and I just have to give hats off to my daughter. It's most people are shy and timid and not her. I've always told her, you know, if you're confident in what you do, take your shots and she had no problem introducing herself and, you know, she believes in what she does. You know, it's all she ever does is pour her baits and sell them and I mean when she's that confident in them, you know, and we're starting to get feedback from pictures of, of people using her stuff, you know, and so it's really an exciting time for her. And it really works out for me because I get to use everything as a prototype. So. Oh man, I love it. Um, actually I'm looking at the, the BKFT schedule. It looks like we have a sponsorship available. Um, is she interested in sponsoring one of our events? I'm just kidding. I'm sure she, <laughs> I'll ask her. I'm sure she'll be all about it. That's funny. Um, no, that's cool. I remember interviewing her. I thought I was like on the spot, right? That's your daughter that I uh, talked to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, Hey, what are you? I was being silly and I thought I was going to throw her off and she didn't even miss a beat. It kind of threw me off because she just started talking and I was like, Oh wait, what? She lives with me and she's used to hundred percent randomness all the time. So yeah, I love it. Well, uh, so, uh, you guys, you get there. So I'm assuming that the Z-Man factory, it's not like open to the public. People can't just walk in. No, the front door is actually locked. Um, it's, and you get in and, you know, they had expected us. And, and so we got in and we got to go through and kind of see the processes and stuff. And, uh, it, I, I know how baits are poured, you know, and, their attention to detail is on another level. Um, and they promised, you know, hey, don't go telling this or don't go telling that. I'm going to say that they have some really cool stuff coming out. And there's, they're working on on some things, um, a lot of different baits and stuff, but colors and whatnot. But to watch them and what they do with their plastics, it, it just blows your, it blows your mind. Um, they are definitely from, uh, they started as a very small company and it gets that kind of small town, small company feel when you're in there. But it's, it's really amazing to see, cause we know the volume that Z-Man does. They're one of the biggest big companies in the world. And you'd be surprised the factory wasn't that big. So the amount of volume they do in a small building, I mean, those guys get in there and they, but they work a lot and they work really hard. And um, I got to see like the original molds for the TRD for the, um, you know, their little pro crawls to their swim baits and popping frogs, you name it. I got to see all the original single cavity molds and it, it was pretty amazing experience. And we're really thankful. And all it did was motivate, motivate Breslin. And she's been pouring like crazy ever since. And so anytime it inspires your kids, man, I'm all for it. Heck yeah, man. And, um, real quick, because I have a horrible memory, what's the name of her she has a, like a name for the company, right? Yeah. Breezy Bombers. Okay. Breezy Bombers. All right. Love it. Um, did they, when you, when you went into the, to the factory, cause I, I toured a factory once where they, they made me like put our, we had to put our phones and all that stuff into like a separate, uh, locked up area. Did they make you do that or did you? No, they just, they made it kind of clear when we went in, you know, they were very polite and very cordial about, Hey, you know, these are industry secrets. So we didn't even pull them out, you know, out of respect for them, everything, everything like that. It was kind of one of those, you get a little starstruck because I'm watching these people make the baits that me and everybody else will go spend 12 to $15 on. 
and they're making them like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, can I have 10 minutes in here, please? My my year would be good. But it was it was pretty special and and they were just so welcoming and you know, you just came back from the south, so you know how most people are. I mean, every your family to everybody you meet and it's just it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. And did they did they give you guys was there any kind of like um did they give you is there any giveaways? Did they give you any free baits or anything? Uh we got a, a couple little things. Um so the for the most part, I got my kind of my new stuff from the area. There are some little shops down there that have some very unique colors specific to that island. And so I now have some of those, which I mean I'm not gonna it's not gonna be some magical thing that lights the world on fire. And it may, I may fall flat on my face with them, but it's something the fish haven't seen. And so we'll, we'll find out. Um, it's just a couple little different tints and hues of different baits we use. So we'll see. Yeah. I love it. And obviously you fished, um, Z man before and, and so do I, I have an insane amount of, of Z man, um, soft plastic bags, but, um, with, and we, we fish in pretty much the same area. What's your, and I know there's like light, dark, natural, you know, depending on the clarity or whatever, but what's your favorite Z-Man color? Oh, so it's going to sound weird. My favorite Ned Rig uh, TRD color is actually that uh, Copper Truce, that black with the yellow. And I know it, that sounds crazy. I mean, next to, you know, Green Pumpkin, I've done well with that. Uh, I think I've caught my biggest one, though. There's one called Drew's Crawl in clear water. It's, it's really like a champagne color. Uh, but my my favorite is probably that charge that copper truce. I just if I need a bite on a Ned rig, man, that's where I go. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's the one that's like the almost the entire one side of it is like chartreuse. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's a good one. Um, good the 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 regular TRD um, probably for smallies as well, and in and in the creeks and stuff. Yeah, Killing yeah, it. love it. All right, man. Well, um, congratulations on that. That's cool that you went up there. And um, where? Um, just to, uh, just want to ask you another quick question. So we're back. We took a quick break. So no, I was asking you about. Um, wait, 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 wait. We're we've been talking about my trip, man. What about yours? You just had this epic week long Florida trip <laughs> that I've seen all about. I want to hear about it though. Yeah, well, man, it was, it was a good trip. It was a good trip. I can't lie. It was, um, probably a trip of a lifetime. It's hard to believe that that I do believe it because they have pictures every year. But, um, it's hard to believe those guys do it every year. Go down there for the peacock bass, and I fished seven days in a row. So my goal was to catch a snakehead, to catch some peacock bass. Um, we did. Uh, saltwater one day and I learned all about, you know, cleaning. I had to rinse out my drive and rinse off all my rods and everything and um, caught some, you know, those, those, uh, those saltwater fish, man, they fight hard. We didn't, we didn't catch anything that I can like, you know, brag about like these giant saltwater fish, but the, even the little ones like fought really hard, but the peacock bass, you know, in Florida, we have, um, here in Ohio, we have the fish Ohio. So if you catch a smallie or if you catch a largemouth of like 20 inches, a largemouth, that's a fish Ohio. Mm-hmm. And the peacock bass, the the goal was, I guess, with Florida, it's 18 inches. And I caught one that was 18, and then I caught an 18 and a half. 
So I felt like I was a big deal for a day oh, yeah. or two days. What's it like catching a peacock? I've Man, they, heard good things. They fight so hard. Um, I, you know, I'm used to setting the hook, setting my drag, you know, having everything ready to go. And it was still pull and drag. Um, oh, wow. not, you know, a 20, 20 inch, um, large mouth is going to fight a little bit, but you know, you can bring them in, get yeah. your net ready, bring them in. Don't break your line. Don't be an idiot. But the peacock bass was like, Nope. And my line was, and I've got some, um, some GoPro footage of it. And you can hear my line screaming and I had my, had my drag set. So that was, that was really cool. And then, you know, we were fishing with live bait, but we all kind of had it in our head that we wanted to also throw some artificial bait. So I threw, um, a blade bait and, um, uh, I caught one, I caught one on the blade bait, a KVD, and then I caught one on a jackhammer. Nice. Yeah. So it wasn't all live bait either. We, we went after it. It was fun. I always feel like that's kind of the mark of being a fisherman, being able to catch something that's on something that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then we, you know, we went back in the canals for the snakeheads and I know you and I had talked about it, uh, just a little bit, but I caught two snakeheads. One of them flopped out of my lap and, you know, fell back in the water, big one, but the small one, I landed it. And then I did like a little release video. I was, I was pretty happy. I was proud. I, Actually, on my GoPro footage, I, I held it up. I was with Julian, uh, one of the guys yeah. that was with us, and I held it up, and I was like, I'm the king of the world, and I'm yelling. <laughs> People are, like, in their backyards going, what is this guy? They were, they were like, pretty sure he's from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I did a release video, and then I put that on TikTok because I love that, you know, Billy Kayaks on TikTok. And, um, oh, my gosh, TikTok, yeah. like, they came after me. They absolutely came after you. I mean, I, I understand about invasive species and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but they acted like you went out there and murdered somebody. It was crazy. Yeah, they um, one, some of my comments, um, I told one guy that was like, yeah, man, after I released it, I'm pretty sure it swam away and ate a small child. <laughs> um, another guy was like, you should have cut its head off. And I was like, ah, sounds messy. So another Another guy asked, I remember reading that, He's like, why'd you let it go? He said, well, how's it supposed to get to 40 inches? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why'd you let it go? How's it going to get to 40 inches if I let it go? And the guy, you could tell that people were like, what? This guy. Yeah. So they, they were mad at me. Um, you know, a couple of them threatened to report me to the law, to the, to the uh, Florida DNR and all that. So I did some research. I went online. I, I Googled. I'm not saying they got under my skin, but I'm whatever. I'm man enough to admit if I don't yeah. know. So I was like, well, wait, do, do I have to kill it? Um, I understand that maybe that's a good idea. I'm learning that now. Probably a good idea to kill the snakehead. But am I required by law? So um, the answer is no. Nope. If you don't transport it, you can't take it live and yeah. move it somewhere else. You can't take a snakehead and release it into a water. That's against its invasive species. Can't do that. But if you catch and release, what, get out of here. You yeah. didn't do anything wrong. And it's one of those things that's lesson lesson learned, you know. It's not like you threw it into a public swimming pool. Right. So, but, yeah. yeah, they definitely, I, I was looking at that TikTok, reading them comments. They they came after you. It was. Yeah. And 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 they didn't know. They came after the wrong guy because um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less. I guess they thought you were afraid or you didn't like to talk to people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, 
And so speaking of that, I saw Matt Davis caught an absolute tank down there. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just, uh, tw- 23 and three quarter. Whew. And he about dumped his kayak. He had probably the save of the century there, but that just, that place looks amazing, man. And I, I really hope to get down there one day. Yeah. Um, Matt Davis was in that new canoe unlimited. And I, I think that's the one. I, I, sometimes I mess up the names of them, but um, he, he was joking that if he had been in his, uh, his Flint, maybe he would have, he would have dumped it. Yeah. And I think he's not wrong. Cause he was moving around and I think he caught his foot or his, his ankle or something got caught. And then he kind of tripped in the kayak. There's not a lot of kayaks you can trip in while holding an almost 24 inch bass. Yeah. <laughs> but the unlimited is one of them. Yeah. And it was, that just shows the stability of those boats and, uh, one and just what Florida has to offer down there, you know, all the different pictures you took, which were incredible, by the way, if you guys haven't had a chance, go check out Billy's page and look at some of the photography he did just the different fish and the species they caught down there. It looked like it was a pretty amazing trip. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think one of the things about um, any kind of photography, if it's sports or nature or whatever, a couple things I was telling you about one is like putting yourself in position Two is having your camera with you. So in a kayak, that's kind of where we're at a disadvantage because how do you have your camera with you? Well, in my PA-14, I have that square hatch like right on the floor. So I have my camera lens cap off. My camera's turned on and it's right there. So anytime I would see a buddy, you know, oh, fish on, you know, you hear it. We've all heard that. And I just, I immediately like throw my rod down and pick up, pick up the camera and start snapping away. So. That's awesome, man. That that just enhances that whole trip for everybody. So it's it's really a great thing. Yeah, and then I wanted to get the. I took my drone with me, but I didn't. I didn't use it. Um, it was windy most of the days uh, when we did the the saltwater trip. We even had like some storms came in. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's Florida. That's going to happen." I'm like, "Yeah, but you can't." You know, for me, like with all the electronics and stuff, you got to be careful. You can't get caught in a storm with all this electronic stuff out yeah. there, but, um, that was a lot of fun. I, I really, you, yeah. Heard you did some iguana chasing down there too. Man, I, I rolled up, I heard there were iguanas and you think like, I know lizards and iguanas like, Oh, I've seen an iguana at the, you know, whatever the pet store in Columbus or something, but <laughs> you get down there and they're like, I guess they're sunning, right? They come out and they're just like laying on the rocks and they're laying out in the grass and there's like 10 or 15 of them on like one bank. Oh, wow. And it's insane. And they're big. They're big iguanas. So, oh, that was another thing. One of the guys that was like, oh, you, you can't let that, uh, you can't let that snakehead go. I was like, well, I was late to feed the iguanas. <laughs> so I, I doubled down on the Florida man uh, being upset at me. And uh, he didn't bite. He was like, ah, I see what you're doing. Billy kayaks. Um, and then, uh, you know, the other thing was the, you know, the group of guys that we were down there with. Like all of them, it was just, it was great. Just being around a lot of people that you enjoy hanging out with. Um, they actually, they took turns. And I know a lot of people do this when they go to the big tournaments, um, you know, like KBF or Hobie or Bassmaster or whatever, but um, where they'll, re- they'll rent a house, share the cost of the house and all that. I mean, Raccoon Creek, you know, that this was their, their thing. So, you know, Dustin and Bobby Hoy that, you know, they, they paid for all that, but the guys in the house, they would go each night, they would all take like turns um, cooking dinner. So it was like a big spaghetti dinner one night, a steak dinner the next night. And 
You know, I made hot dogs uh, one night. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do. <laughs> I hope but, you guys enjoy ramen because that's what I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. We went out uh, one one night. We went out for like some seafood. Uh, we only we only went out one night. So, um, but to have everyone cook and just kind of chill out, and then you know if you're tired, you can go to bed. If you want to stay up late, you can stay up late. And um, it was a lot of fun. Um, one thing I didn't enjoy was the 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 traffic in South Florida. I had no idea. Yeah, oh, we on our trip down south. It was. I realized this about South Carolina. Everybody drives way faster than they do here, and that's because there are no cops. And then you get to a town, and they are cops are everywhere, and traffic is everywhere. So, I can only imagine going to South Florida. I'm I'm not a big fan of traffic myself. That's why I live here. So, and then I'm sure on top of you guys traveling and fishing, you know, however many hours a day, by the, by the end of it, you're probably just like, I'm ready to see a country road. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. To see like, Oh, you're going to go, you know, here, if you're going to go seven miles, it'll take you like, I don't know, seven minutes Yeah, or whatever it Ten was. The most. <laughs> yeah. It was like everywhere we went was like an hour. Um, and look, I'm not complaining because when you got there, it was pretty nice. You were on a lake or, you know, at a place where, you know, we're not going to find here. It was, the fishing was was really cool, so I love it. But listen, man, we I could do probably an entire podcast on the trip from Florida and tell stories, and we'll I'll probably be telling stories for years. But I want to talk a little bit about. I want to switch gears a little bit and um, say I did it again. Played that sound. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, multi species series. And specifically, the number one, the first event of the year, the Yak Ohio online event. Do you, I'm going to put you on the spot, Greg Shootman. Do you plan to fish the Yak Ohio? Yes, I do. Well, there you go. It's only 20 bucks. Yeah. And I'll just say it now. Um, a lot of my stuff it would probably be by accident, with the exception of, say, crappie, maybe catfish. But if if I catch, you know a bowfin or a northern pike it's probably definitely not on purpose but i'd like to you know we go to some of these places that have these fish in them i'd like to be able to submit them you know you catch a 28 inch pike i'd like to be able to put that on the board uh yeah i i definitely hear you there and um the speaking of bowfin uh when when i was down i'm gonna make this about florida again uh john chef caught a bowfin down in florida and I saw the size of that thing, and I was like, what? I wanted to catch one so bad down there, and I didn't. So this summer, I want to catch a bowfin in Ohio. So I have my, uh, have my eye on a few lakes, a few lakes and a couple rivers. Yeah, I want to catch a bowfin. And see, I got to kind of slap myself because I've already caught a really, really nice carp this year bass fishing. And wasn't in my kayak, of course, and that would be really, really nice to have on the board. <laughs> well, you know where you caught it. You go put your kayak in there and launch your kayak, yeah. and then just kind of float there. Yeah, because there's a there's a lot of them. I feel like, and I feel like that's kind of a trend, especially early in the year. A lot of guys seem to be, you know, catching carp. Um, I guess it's you know a lot of guys like to fish grass and stuff, and I think uh, I don't know. I can't remember if it was Bobby or. Uh, maybe Aaron Stahlbaum that said he had caught a couple this year too on a rattle trap. Oh, wow. Um, and then last year I caught my first ever pike 
last year uh, in East Harbor. I was in the fishing in the in the channel, like the boat channel yeah. leading out to the main lake. Yeah, I think I've told that story before, but um, I think it was Alex Roberts was around me. I held it up. I was like, "Hey, what is this?" <laughs> he said, "That's a pike." I was What'd like, "Thanks." I, I didn't know if it was a pike or a muskie. What'd you think? I loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So I know that we're going back to mosquito this year, and apparently one of the things I read. And I, I remember this from last year. Um, apparently, there are a lot of pike up there, and I guess they get pretty big. I didn't catch one there personally last year, but I think a couple guys did. And uh, I still, the ones that I've caught, they're one of the most aggressive fish, you know, and that's part of the reason why I like the Yak Ohio. As much as I love to bass fish, I like surprises. And, you know, I tell you, I would be tickled to death to catch a muskie. <laughs> Never caught one. And I, I feel like I see guys like Ryan Parker and all these guys that go out and they chase them on purpose. And I'm just, I'm over here. I catch a 12 inch muskie and I'd, I'd probably just giggle. Right. Right. I bought um, like three muskie baits and then I look at them sometimes and I'm like, why'd I buy that? Your, your $95 purchase. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched the Christine Fisher videos and then I was like, I'm going to go catch a muskie. <laughs> so um, no, that was cool. And then, yeah, Parker and I went out on like, um, I think we went on Christmas day or Christmas Eve or something. We went out and it was funny because it was so cold that, um, the area we were in was kind of like, a, uh, there were, it was like in the city and fire trucks and police cars kept driving over. And he was like, Oh, I wonder if someone's going to stop to see if like, we're like, I guess to ask us like, what are you doing? Why are you on the water right now? It's too cold to be out there. Don't you love your families? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they opened their gifts. They were over, they were over it. But, um, the, the Yak Ohio, um, April 3rd right now, unless it gets extended or something like that. And listen, we've said it before on the podcast, like this is for, we want to talk about BKFT. We want to promote BKFT, but if you want all the rules, you want all the information, definitive answers to things. Go to BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Get the answers on there. But as it stands right now, registration is open until April 3rd at 8 p.m. And like I said, only $20. Um, the, the code is going to be in the upper right-hand corner, and it's Y22. So just write that in there right now, and then uh, pay your $20. And if you don't sign up, just put a big X in the upper right-hand corner because that's what it's reserved for. You'll never yeah. accidentally put a number in that box. So, And there's uh, some pretty cool rules to it also, you know, because it's, it's kind of a multi-species complete event where you can only submit, I think it's, it's two entries per fish, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it, the vote, it, or not the vote, the, um, there's five, per, there's 15 species and mm-hmm. there's five that are scorable, but each angler can have two of the top five. Nice. And then it's, it's broken down, you know, points for if it's number two in that species, that's points there and number one. And yeah, exactly. And then, um, I think what's going to happen is after the, the registration is closed, then like the point system will be finalized and all that. So um, we just got to make sure, you know, we want, we want it to be the best event for the anglers. Um, you know, BKFT is not making any money off this. This isn't something that it, th- this is a standalone 
uh, trail. This isn't something that's funded by the, the tour series, and it's not something that, that we use the money from this to buy trophies for the online or anything. This is, this is a standalone series. We're doing this for those anglers that maybe you are a bass angler, but you want to introduce your kids or your neighbor or your friends. You want to introduce other people to multi-species and introduce them to fishing. Or you know what? Maybe you're the angler that really just likes to crappie fish or you like to catfish or whatever. We want this to be, you know, uh, a true multi-species series because there's nothing else out there that's kind of like this. Yeah, and it's... And it also gives people to kind of gives them a chance to show, you know, skill sets. You know, I know lots of guys on the trail that they're killer crappie fishermen. You know, they go out and they catch dinner plates all the time. And other guys who, you know, like we said, musky fish or guys who are into catfish. And it's, it is nice to bring everybody together and just see what everybody catches. Yeah, for sure. And then we have, I don't know, we, we probably do have like five or six guys, maybe, maybe as many as 10 or whatever, but definitely five or six that are really good at the multi-species and they're really into it. Um, but that doesn't mean they're going to catch the biggest crappie or perch, yeah. um, you know, or even even the channel cat or the bowfish or the drum or whatever, you know, they're, they're going to go after those, you know, the pike and, and the muskie and the, those big, you know, steelhead. They're, they're going to know how to catch those, but 15 species is a lot. So for 20 bucks, it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to this and it's gonna be a lot of fun and the thing i uh didn't mention which i should have started with this the multi-species series is actually presented by raccoon creek outfitters so dustin hoy and raccoon creek they're going to uh dustin and bobby they're gonna they're gonna sponsor this or present it however however that uh that goes and uh so thank you to them yeah and anybody who's new to the the trail or the series anything that raccoon creek touches um the same with any of our sponsors it's it's always first class you know dustin and bobby great people um so if you know they're they're sponsoring this and helping put it on you know you can you can expect it's gonna be a great time with you know lots of perks for just being a part of it yeah absolutely um and like we said go on go online and, and check out all of that to uh figure out um all the different things you need to know I will say, like, probably buy, if you don't have the bigger catch board, maybe you buy the bigger one. You know, if you have a 32, they make a 36-inch. Um, you may get in a situation where you need to use, a, you know, a measuring tape or a tape measure, depending on who you are. And, um, you know, make sure that you you make sure it matches up with the numbers on your board. And um, you, you can use fish grips this year, but make sure your fish grips, uh, make sure the, the mouth is closed. If you use fish grips because the fish has teeth, and then the mouth is wide open, adding, you know, 10 inches to your, not 10, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, cool. All right, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. Um, was there anything else, uh, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up? And I do have a question for you, but I want to give you a minute. Is there anything I forgot yeah. to talk about? Um, I, You know, one thing I wanted to mention, um, you know, follow us. Make sure you follow the, the trail and the BKFT on Facebook. We're having a lot of new anglers come out, and uh, one of our members, Everett Sheets, has been doing this new angler spotlight, and it's it's just kind of introducing everybody to some of these new anglers, and, you know, I've met a couple of them through there, but, you know, if you're an active member of the BKFT, um, just make sure you reach out to those guys and make them feel at home. Uh, we've all been new at some point and a little intimidated, maybe just 
you know, and our community is great about it. Our trail's fantastic. But, uh, you know, some of these guys, they bring special skill sets and, you know, they're just as excited to start, let alone a little nervous. So, uh, you know, just make sure you're reaching out to them, let them know. We can't wait to see them. And uh, I'm excited to see everybody out there. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Definitely reach out to us. Um, we're both on Facebook as well. You can uh, send us a message directly. Um, if you're going to be at a campsite or anything and you want to find out what's going on. So definitely. And if you're intimidated by Greg Schutman and his tourney egg stats or whatever, and you want to just send me a message, I'll help you out. Don't, so. don't worry. There's nothing <laughs> to be intimidated by. I promise. All right. Well, the, the thing I want to, you might've already answered this cause you did talk about some of them, but the 15 species for the, uh, Yak, Ohio, right? Northern pike, flathead, walleye, crappie, trout. And when I say flathead, it's flathead, blue, flat, uh, Whatever. Okay. Crappie, uh, trout, musky, carp, uh, perch, rock bass, uh, striped hybrid white bass, uh, steelhead, channel catfish, sunfish, which is bluegill, pumpkin sea, bowfin, and freshwater drum. 15 categories. What is your favorite? What are you looking most forward to? I love flathead. Um, next to smallmouth bass or any type of bass, the flathead catfish is probably my favorite to catch. Um, just they fight so hard um, and they get really big and it's it's kind of one of those things and I grew up kind of catfishing too and I just I have a love with them and honestly that'd be my favorite to catch the one that I if I could pick one that to catch it'd be a muskie never had the opportunity and honestly I don't even know what I would do when I got it to the side of my kayak (laughs) no idea probably scream and break a rod and lose it but I would love that experience I hear you well, uh, the thing I've heard about the muskie is that they're really fragile fish because we, we know trout. We know get the trout in the net, take your photo, release it quickly. But yeah. I guess um, I guess muskie is the same way. So I thought you would use heavy line because you want it would break your line. You wanted to get it into the boat because it's going to be a giant fish. But I guess like the heavy line and all that is like better for the fish. If you use light line and you kind of play the fish and you wear it out, you could kill it, um, I think. So, and listen, I'm the guy that released the snakehead in the canal. So, but I and think I'm the guy that has no experience whatsoever <laughs> catching a muskie, so I could be completely wrong. Also, <laughs> yeah, I think get the muskie in as quickly as possible. You know, take your photo, measure it, release it. I think it'll be good. I'm most looking forward to, and then I have a ask of our listeners. Look, if you made it this far, you you're listening to the podcast and you're a fan of BKFT or the podcast. So my favorite, I've already gave, I've already given it away, is the bowfin. Never caught one. I want to catch a bowfin. It's going to be pretty exciting. I hope I got, I hope I have the GoPro running when I catch it, because that's going to be a lot of fun. But we do have an email. It's thebkft at gmail.com. So the kind of like the Ohio State University. See what we did there? The T H E B K F T at gmail.com. Send us the the fish that um, you're looking most forward to for the, uh, the multi-species uh, Yak, Ohio. And uh, maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. We'll give you a shout out and we'll tell all the listeners what you guys are looking forward to. Yeah, and be sure to go to the BKFT Facebook page, you know, uh, give us a like, drop a comment and uh, give us some ideas for what you want to hear for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And um, with that, I know we, we said we were, we were almost done, but um, I did have one more announcement that I wanted to kind of drop. I won't spend forever on it, but I'm happy. I've talked about it on the podcast before. 
I went down to Strictly Sale and I bought I bought my compass. That's right. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. How's that treating you? Um, well, so far it's it it's in the garage. So um <laughs> but I I built a kayak cart. I think I'm gonna do a YouTube video on the on the build of the kayak cart because the four corners of my kayak cart are made with uh, four by sixes. Um, and nice. it has uh, four inch casters on the bottom. So look, look out for a uh, Billy kayaks YouTube video and the, the compass just from everything they have, a, a, the, the seat is up. I'm like stuttering over it. The seat is upgraded. Um, everything that I'm seeing, you know, with this kayak, I'm really excited to give out. Um, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, my, my son is going to go out with me this year. Awesome. So I have a, a pedal drive for him to go out, and then I have a boat for me for skinny water. Nice. Is he going to compete in some of the tournaments? He is. Good. Yep. He has he his own Tourney X. Uh, yeah, he has his own Tourney X account. Um, he fished two events last year, so he'll be in the he'll be in the compass a little bit, and then uh, as long as the uh, Susquehanna event, the Hobie BOS event, doesn't sell out in two minutes, oh. I'll probably be taking the compass down there. I saw the last event sold out and I think somebody said it was nine minutes and it was, they were already at a wait list at about 12 minutes. So yeah, sports growing sports exploding. Now's the time to get in. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. April 15th at uh, registration starts at 1230. Uh, just kidding. It starts at 12. I was, try- <laughs> I was trying to, so April 15th at, at 12 o'clock. No, we want one, one that we want the BKFT family to sign up and, Everyone from Ohio, the more Ohio anglers that can sign up, you know, the more chance we have uh, having one of us finish in the top in that event. And that's, that would be pretty cool. I've heard those, those smallies in that, in that river are crazy. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people that's their, their dreamland to go smallmouth fishing. You know, we have Lake Erie and stuff, but more and more guys I hear talk about going to the Susquehanna, if I said it right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I say, I always say it different every time, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, so that's going to be cool. So sign up for that and sign up for the $20 Yak Ohio. And the first event of the year, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll do another podcast way before that comes out. But the first event of the year is going to be the, uh, what is it, 23rd, 24th of April. And that is the Cincinnati Lakes event uh, sponsored by Strictly Sale. And we're going to have the weigh-in down there at Strictly Sale. So uh, I already signed up for that one. So I'll be signing up for that one this week. Uh, Quick question: Are they doing measure measurements both days or just the second day? Oh, that's a good question. Because I think on the page it only mentions the second day, but I wasn't sure how everybody wanted to do that. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, well, um, I think I think everyone should stay tuned because it's the only two day event we have. Yeah. But I do know that there'll be a there'll be a big fish. Um, big bass for day one and a big bag for day one. They're each going to be a hundred dollars, hundred dollars for the big fish, hundred dollars for the big bag for day one. So, um, definitely want to, I don't know if you show up and get that right away or if you get it day two. So stay tuned to BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. But yeah. I also think I read to where this year, the big bag of day one, you know, the leader is going to get that classic invitation as long as they fish enough to qualify too i'm pretty sure i read that somewhere don't quote me on it like i said read the page <laughs> yeah definitely go from yeah you know what if nothing else if we say stuff on here that's not right 
and it makes people go read or ask questions. Um, mission accomplished. That's right. So, so you're saying if you get big bass, no, no big bag. Oh, big bag. Like leading after day one. I thought that's what they put on the page. I, like I said, I might be mistaken. Um, uh, I have to go check it. And you're saying just for the two day event. Yeah, just for the two-day event. So, like, okay. the end of the first day, whoever had the big bag and is leading, I think – I'm pretty sure I read on there that they were – that person was going to get, a like, an invite to the Classic. Granted, you have to fish your six to get qualified for it, but – Okay. So just more reason to go fish it. Yeah, I love it. You know what, Greg Schutman, Um, We paused this podcast, and I went and looked up the rules, and I'm going to read it right from the rules because you, my friend, were 100% correct. There's a bullet point under the Cincinnati Lakes event on BuckeyeCockFishingTrail.com. It says, day one big bag, day two big bag, and overall first place will receive an automatic invite to the Classic upon qualification, which means you fish six events. Yeah. So, so you're, you're right. Yeah, so fish both days. If you go out and have a rough day, definitely get out there and fish day two. Because everybody knows, and, you know, anything can happen. And it just it's really nice to go ahead and, you know, punch that classic ticket, so to speak. Granted, you fish your six right off the bat. Yeah, and um, if you think you already know all the rules, I'll tell you right now, if for no other reason you go to the Cincinnati Lakes event page, if for no other reason go there to see the picture of Everett Sheets with his bass, because <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny picture. <laughs> I love Everett. It's a good picture of Everett. So, all right. Well, listen, man. Um, thanks, Greg, for for being on here. And um, we're going to make this a regular thing. We, we definitely have events coming up where we're going to do some. We're going to record at the after the weigh-in. We're going to do some recording. Um, so we're going to be talking a lot, like in person. Um, and then to fill in in between events, we may do some more, you know, more podcasts like this. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And thank you, Greg. And um we'll see you guys next time yeah thanks billy and uh we'll talk to you guys again soon see you guys next time yep i got one. Oh, whoa that's a good one that's a good one look at that that's a good fish you're listening to the buckeye kayak fishing trail podcast